Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Talking Jacks. I believe it's episode 8. Is that correct, Ben? That sounds right, yeah. That sounds uh, right. Let's go okay. with 8. This is a delayed episode thanks to the, the Labor Day weekend. Uh, both of us were out of town. Yes. Um, I was down in Charleston where the setting the groundwork for the independence to take over this weekend. <laughs> and uh, you were down in Atlanta, right? I was in Atlanta, yes. So we there, were both, both out of town. Atlanta. But Chris stayed in town, so the game was only 3-0 to the yeah. independence instead of 5-1. Very but true. still, a great result over the uh, Richmond kickers. Again, we apologize for the delay in the episode, but sometimes life gets in the way, and uh, there are some things that are more important than soccer. Um, believe it or not, I know. Blasphemy. Uh, yeah, I know. I would have a hard time convincing people otherwise sometimes, but um, in this case, uh, I got engaged over the the weekend, so that was probably Woo! more important than soccer. A little bit, yeah. Important <laughs> so, life decisions that uh, yeah. So we had that a were great, reciprocated. Great is the important thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're very good in that case. But uh, my my plans were far less important than that. But we won't we won't go over that whole thing in there but but yeah me and uh, alex just watched the game today in fact that being uh tuesday um so well late uh, but it was it was an entertaining game uh luckily we bounced back very well yeah they um, responded um i was really pleased with the response especially considering all the injuries that they've got and we'll go through those later because uh, it's a long list of injuries and suspension, of course, with Alex Martinez. And we've been over that. And um, yeah. a little, like, tidbit that was thrown out. Um, it's kind of weird because, you know, what, knowing the result of the game, I was able to watch, um, I guess, with a more analytical eye. And I was less, you know, I was less following the ball. I knew what was going to happen. I knew we were going to win 3-0. Yeah. So I was able to pick up more, um, I guess, more off the ball and more um, – I don't know. It was less emotional viewing, I guess. And we yeah. tried it. We, I try to watch most of the games twice, anyways, as it is, and it's always better the second viewing, like for for stuff like that. But sometimes, you know, like like I said, life gets in the way. But in this case, um, listening to the commentators on a home game was interesting. They had some tidbits. One of those tidbits was that uh, the suspension for Alex Martinez. Uh, there is no appeal process. So because yeah. the red card was given for spitting. That decision cannot be appealed. It's an automatic four-game suspension. So mm -hmm. regardless of you know whether the league league couldn't review it, at, 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 essentially. So that was um, yeah. I think that was one of the things we talked about last week. Is you know they've got to rescind this or or, or you know take it easy on him. But that was you not. Would you would think know. they would. I, I honestly see. I hate to say that. It shouldn't be an automatic four-game suspension for spitting, but correct me if I'm wrong. The St. Louis game, which I never actually got to watch, the second one we played at home, there was a guy who stepped on one of on Lewis Heldon, if I'm yeah, not mistaken, that was, the um, game, and he only got a three-game suspension. That was a three-game, but I think three-game is the standard for violent conduct, and that was that was why he it? was sent okay. off is for violent conduct. Um, okay, that makes I, me, that maybe so I, I didn't know that. I'd, I think it's like a it's a sliding scale probably. But, you know, that okay. was just a little tidbit. Um, and, of course, you know, they kind of put us in a tough place. But I think I, I wrote in the preview um, that it would give Siaj the opportunity to kind of flourish in his new newfound role um, kind of as Alex's backup. Um, yeah. That's kind of been his 
the role he has slid into as um, as the season has has progressed, and he has really taken to that um, playing out wide um, on the left. Or I was I guess in this game he wasn't really out wide. He was, he was more top, up top, um, mm-hmm. but he he tends to drift wide even when he's playing up top. Um, he does. I guess they technically went with Estrada for Alex's um, position this game, and they moved Joel Johnson up to Estrada's position. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of and shows I'm... the versatility of some of our players. I actually thought Joel Johnson looked um, looked very, very good. I think he played wing played on that right wing one other game this year um, against Louisville, and he looked a little out of sorts maybe. Yeah, but, you but could pretty much again, tell it was like the first time he had done it this exactly. season. Exactly. Um, but this game, he looked a lot more comfortable with it. And that, that right side was really, between he, between he and Castillo, they were really launching a lot of attacks down that right side. Yeah. Um, Castillo played really well, too, I felt like. And it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool to see our depth come mm-hmm. into play and see d- different people shuffling. And I think I even noticed it. Maybe you noticed it, too that I think Estrada and Johnson flip sides a couple times, too. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I know the commentators mentioned there it. There were several Johnson times. flowing to the other side. Th- yeah. I think that's one of the things that um, when Johnson plays in a more advanced role, he's not necessarily um, having to stay on that right side because he's got to mm-hmm. track back and defend the, you know, the, the right side of, of the back line. He's got c- cover of Castillo there. Um, and so he can kind of drift in the middle or or even go on to the left, similar yeah. to how Estrada and Alex normally do. So things didn't change um, too much. It's just uh, Johnson's game is a little bit more um, – he's not really going to cut in and take a lot of shots. He's, he's Especially when he's on the right side, he's going to maybe get down the line more and try to put balls back across the box um, yeah. or put, ball, put crosses in the air, that kind of thing. Um, but he did – you know, he did – he he drew that penalty, which um, we're getting a little ahead. But uh, the <laughs> penalty that wasn't really a penalty, which yeah, was definitely kinda, was not in the box. No, it was sure. it, it was just outside of the box. But it yeah. was it was deemed a penalty. I mean, that's that's an easy one to to get wrong. I feel like happened because yeah. you know he fell down in the box. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed the commentators. They were like, he was smart to fall into the yeah. box. Yeah, and I was like, well, I don't know that he foul. really. Was selling the foul. I think he just that was just where he got, you know, taken so out. Gravity took him. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like at that point, but uh, definitely, let's. We should probably take a step back to yeah. talk about the first goal, which was really cool. I don't know how many goals we scored off corners, but I don't think it's been very many. I would think it's maybe been a handful at this point, if that. Um, off the top of my head, the only one other one I can think of was the Castillo goal against uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Oh yeah, through. true, true. That, Which he almost had another one of those too. He, he did. Almost had a goal. He was very close yep. to the third goal and, uh, uh, later in the game. That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. You can't remember the other one? Well, if we, I mean, we're, if you count uh, Herrera's <laughs> Olympico, I yeah. guess that's, I guess that technically counts as a set piece goal or as a corner kick goal. Yeah. And the only other that's one only that other comes one to mind of, is the Bilal Duckett goal but that wasn't a corner kick that was just a free kick in the yeah. area of the corner flag um very true but yeah, i think know. those are our only uh, uh corner kick goals at that point um but it was really nice it was really cool because uh, 
Was it Lewis Hilton that crossed it? I think it was Lewis it was Hilton Lewis that crossed Hilton, it. Lewis Hilton took almost every single uh, set piece, and I have several notes about that. Um, yeah. Cause he played really well, too. He, he, um, he played. He and uh, he and uh, Callum Ross just absolutely bossed the midfield. Um, yeah. That was so cool to watch them. Um, you know, Ross kind of took over for Davidson who was out with a groin, a groin injury, according to the mm-hmm. announcers. Um, but he, Ross looked really comfortable in that role. And he's, he, yeah. you know, we've talked about, he's kind of a, he's kind of a similar build, similar play style. He's a little bit more mobile. Um, you know, he's mm-hmm. like 15 years younger. So I guess that comes <laughs> with the territory, but yeah. he, and he's, and he gets forward a little bit more, uh, but he and Hilton were just like connected with a string. It was when one would push up, the other one would kind of drift back and vice versa, and they were really on yep. the same page. Um, I haven't looked at the stats really yet about their specific passing. I probably should, but... I, Lewis just, Hilton had the most... The he, naked he was eye. in triple digits with touches. Uh, I believe he, it. He, really he well. was yeah. on the ball. Just he every, every single attack seemed like went through him at some point. He was really, really controlling the game. Um, he, you know, out... I'm going to spoil it, but he's my man of the match. Um, just really Lewis. Yeah, Hilton. Oh yeah. Lewis, Lewis played. I, I think he played a better game this time than he did when he scored twice against uh, Bethlehem oh. still. Interesting. But, uh, I did think he did stand out for me. I definitely wanted to mention mm-hmm. him because uh, he was really good. I mean, he had 83 passes for 88%. He had four key passes, including assist, which I don't know. If he so yeah he got two assists didn't he have two assists? Well, I think on. Well, what? I think originally they gave him an assist for the first goal, but oh. then they took it away from him. I believe. I thought that I was just, off Castillo. Because yeah, I just looked and it's an unassisted goal for Siaj. Yeah. I guess That's they were, I guess the Opta went back and reviewed it and ruled that um, it came off a defender last before, hmm. but it did kind of it was kind of Castillo putting the pressure on, so to yeah. speak. The unofficial to, uh, assist right. to Castillo. <laughs> yeah, but it was still a dangerous ball, and he was putting in dangerous balls on every single time he stood over a set piece nearly. Um, yeah. There was there was one corner kick, and I, I, they never showed a replay, so I wasn't able to see who got their head on it, uh, but it, it forced a clearance off the line. This was later, like in the second half, um, mm. but it forced a really tough clearance off the line by one of the defenders for Richmond. And then there was another uh, corner kick that Castillo. You talked about that one. Castillo almost put in. So yeah. And, and then there were, I believe, there was a free kick uh, that Hilton put into the back post that was nearly put in by somebody. So he just yeah. He, in, there was a I, number of really yeah. good uh, set pieces that we took advantage of, and they we had a number of fouls against us. I think we won. I guess I don't know if we can really win the foul battle. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but we, <laughs> they had more fouls than we no, did. I know we what you mean. Yellow yeah. cards. Um, but yeah, we definitely took advantage of that too. And the other thing was we didn't, um, we didn't let up a goal, obviously. I mean, a yeah, clean the sheet, clean, but the clean we sheet played well nice. in the opportunities that, um, we had to play against uh, set pieces, which I think is, has been one of the weaknesses of our team. I would say, I think that's I'm safe in saying that, what, um, if giving there's up a set piece goals. Yeah, and maybe not marking men as as much as we could have. Yeah, that kind I, of thing. I would uh, have to, you know, that would be something I would have to look at the stats and compare 
that you know that would be something I don't know that they would really have that readily available on like the Opta. Um, I don't tracking, think they do. To be honest with you, I think it had to be one of those. You just had to look through all go, the go goals back and watch every up. goal we've conceded, and <laughs> yeah. you know nobody's got time for that. Um, mm, ain't nobody got time for no. that. No, I'm I'm still way behind. I I'm like six games behind my second assist tracker. Oh God, I haven't updated my yeah. team uh, stat sheet in like uh, I don't even know how long. It's been weeks. Yeah, it's been weeks and weeks <laughs> and weeks. But um, but overall, really really good game. For Indy in general, I mean, Lewis played really well. He was he was going to probably be my man of the match, other than Enzo. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not to say that nobody else played well. He just stood out from whistle opening whistle to final whistle to me uh, more than anybody on the pitch. Um, he just yep. controlled everything. You know, he was tracked. He was really good defensively as well. Taking uh, there were several times where Sonny Jane would try to get on the ball. Um, mm-hmm. kind of towards you know in the technically final third but you know towards the back of the final third I guess you will and Lewis would just mark him up man to man and uh yep. to the point where they took out Sonny Janae at halftime you know he was the person that oh, I, had, I had said that's what it, oh, yeah, that okay. we needed to shut down and we absolutely shut him down and part of that was Lewis Hilton locking him down in the midfield um so it was it was just an I, it was a really great performance all the way around. Um, there was a moment kind of at the end of the game that really um, stood out to me. It was in the 88th minute. It was 2-0. We had, you know, pretty much dominated the game. And you've got Jaime Siaj busting his butt to get back and defend all the way back into the R18 yard box and to yeah. force like a bad cross. And then Bilal Duckett, dives to head the ball away and i th- i feel like that one play just kind of summed up the the effort on on the night for us it yep. was just a comprehensive performance uh the back the back line played really well uh cody had a couple of you know he wasn't tested too much but when he was tested he was strong yep. uh, yeah he only had two saves on the night but I've, no and they were remember right they both were really good the one was earlier in the game when uh, uh-huh. chris durkin had that rocket and Chris um, Durkin that, is a good player. Yeah. Too. Chris I think this is but his they, first game back in a while. But they took him yeah, we took I don't him out. I know that he game. played a couple weeks ago, but um this first game back in a little while, if I'm not mistaken. But he played really, really well. Um he had ended up having ninety touches, seventy six passes, and eighty six point eight percent on those passes. Yeah. And um, Richmond, so really you know, well. for all their uh you know, they didn't get a goal, they didn't get any kind of result, but they didn't play that terribly. They weren't Given the ball yeah. away, they played pretty strong in possession. I think, I think they actually have had the bulk of the possession according to this these stats. They did at one point. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember earlier in the game they said they had like a twenty percent advantage. Or yeah, something like that, I don't which think seemed I, high, but yeah, I don't know. it looks like it was according to Opta, it was fifty point eight percent in favor of Richmond. So they won the possession battle by point six percent. Or no, excuse me. I can't do math. Whatever they let, they won it by less than a percentage point. There you go. That's that is accurate. <laughs> so that it was basically it was essentially fifty fifty in possession. Yeah, um, at but the they played the really well. I mean, you just watching the game. I mean, obviously we scored the three goals and they didn't, but they they've got some playmakers on their team. I don't think they're. I mean, they've obviously they won two games in a row for the first time this season. Yeah, last two weeks before us. 
They beat Charleston last week. Um, they've got some talent on that team. Um, definitely. And it's interesting to see how much better we played against their tall center backs. Um, Cause I know, I think every, almost every corner we had, we had a couple of them. How many corners did we have? I want to look at that right now. We had, I am not in the right section. Where are your corners Does it at? say corner? We have five. We had five crosses. corners. Is that all? Um, yeah, I thought we had more than that. I feel nearly, like all seems like we nearly scored we had, on all we five of them. We won the ball in the air. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we scored um, on one of them. We came close to scoring two other times. Yep. So they and, and that was something the announcers did mention is that they were uh, Richmond was not doing a very good job marking on set pieces. Um, yeah, and they also kept mentioning how Richmond had a slight chance of making the playoffs if they well, won all their games. Te- yes, and if they, had they were making. You know, they were making a point to say that they were not um, mathematically eliminated. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if that's still true after that result. I, I think he said even if I mean, they, even with the loss, they were still technically not mathematically eliminated, which is insane. But yeah, you know, I, I guess don't know. I guess if they were if they were to win, you know, six or seven in a row, that's you know twenty eighteen or twenty one points. So that would be a massive jump. So, you know, it's not out of the question, but it's pretty much out of the question. Yeah, at this point, with the way things yeah. are right now for them, it's, I feel like you can... I think it's not safe that they to can say, mail it in, but yeah. um, play for next year, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, they, that the announcers were talking about that as well, is how the, a lot of the Richmond players were kind of playing for their next contract. Um, <laughs> which, you know, that's the reality of uh, this league... I, you know, as far as I know, I think every player is on a one-year contract, um, unless you're you know, a, unless you're an MLS um, MLS two player or a player that's being loaned down from U, uh, MLS. I believe yeah. they're, everybody's on a one-year contract. I don't know that for sure, so don't quote me on that. Don't yeah. I don't want to uh, I don't want to be wrong, uh, but I think <laughs> I think that's the case. He's going on on a very flimsy limb, is what yep. he's saying. <laughs> That's Which I don't exactly know. I've right. never actually heard like contracts as far as USL goes. That's it's a wild, really good wild point. west out here, folks. Yeah, wild there's wild. Not, there's not as many rules. <laughs> yeah, very interesting though. But yeah, it was it was a fun game, uh, all things considered. I thought we I thought we passed really well too. It was one thing that that kind of stood out to me. The stats didn't really dictate that we had a very good accuracy, uh, but we were really we were really quick to. To counter as well, which I think you know, was there one were moments that, uh, where we were passing right around every player on Richmond's team. Mm. Um, it just, I mean, the the passing stats are just about um, even. They had more passes than us, uh, but just by twenty, which you know, there were probably the little back and forth, little one touch passes, uh, but our accuracy was eighty three percent. Yeah. And our passing accuracy really in the opponent's half, which is not normally this high, was seventy five percent, which is um that yeah. that I think we're normally around the sixty percent mark for in the opponent's half. So yeah. we held the ball well. Uh, you know, the game really played out a lot like I thought it would. Um not to toot my own horn or anything, but just based <laughs> on the last two I mean we we've seen a lot of we saw hundred and eighty minutes of us play Richmond and there yeah. were two goals scored and they were both scored in the first game. So we kind of knew what to expect. Mm. We knew that it wasn't going to be super easy. We knew they were going to be tough to break down. 
Um, and they, and that proved to be true with, you know, w- one goal coming off a set piece, one goal coming from a penalty kick. And then the, that third goal, um, coming in like the 91st minute, it was really a, um, we kind of grinded this one out, which is good. Yeah. It's good to see. Um, I wish we could have grinded out just a, a little bit more against Toronto, but you know, mm-hmm. that's the past. Um, and I think this will kind of give us a big confidence boost, especially these, cause some of these guys, you know, um, I don't know that Hilton and Ross have played a whole lot together. Um, it's usually either, yeah. it's usually either Hilton and, uh, or Ross, not usually Hilton and Ross, but with, um, with June Marcus Davidson being out, you know, groins, groin injuries can be tricky. Um, mm. You know, it's it's one of those things, um, and I'll, and we have like a full injury update from. Uh, yeah, I guess we can transition to that. That's a good time to, to go yeah, over we'll, those we'll uh, go the over, information we've got. Since we only have the one uh, listener question, and the listener question came from, I want to make sure I say the person's name. Yes. Um, from Wade Brazel. Um, if I pronounce that wrong, I'm sorry, Wade. Uh, but he said, "How much longer do we expect Herrera to be out?" He is a vital part of our attack along with the Martinez's. Um, and uh, James uh, reached out, or I reached out to James earlier today, and he gave us a full um, injury update. And so essentially uh, Herrera is close to returning, but we won't really have an update. We won't have an official update until Thursday or Friday, James said. So, you know, Herrera could be back as early as this weekend. If he's back this weekend, I would probably expect him to come off the bench, um, seeing that he's missed, I think, two or three weeks now. Yeah, um, given the form Siaj is in, too, yeah, I, I was feel just like say, he, it wouldn't be I the don't worst feel thing. like we can throw in Herrera uh, over yeah. him at this point. Not that Herrera's not good, but given his form and the way Jeffries has played his starting 11, I feel like Siaj will still start. Um, we could all, I mean, there's always a scenario where we could see Estrada move back to the right. Um, Johnson uh, either go back to defense or come off the bench and have Dennis Castillo and Yearwood go there and then Siaj take over on the left side where mm-hmm. Alex is. That I talked about in a really roundabout way. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, so there's there's a ton of different scenarios, which is the good thing because it'll make it really difficult for Charleston to game plan against us. And it's almost better that they don't know what we're going to do um, because yeah. it's going to be hard to game plan against us because Herrera and Siaj uh, are completely different types of players. Both mm-hmm. attack-minded, both uh, want to put the ball on target and on frame, but they do it in different ways, I, w- I would think. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good point that Siaj is playing at such a high level, you know, it'd be hard to say okay, go back to the bench. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's scored in his last three starts, he's scored three goals, right? And then he scored one goal off the bench, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to double check that. I'm looking at the team stats here in a second, which we're definitely going to talk about the golden boot and how Enzo is making yes, we will uh, definitely, the graphics team for we'll USL have, look foolish. Uh, we'll have a whole Enzo segment, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah, during that this should be right because I know he's got the one goal – He's got four goals total, let's say that. And, and three of them have been in starts now. That was his third. 
Yeah. Because the other two came against. uh, The first one came way back against New York Red Bulls back in, I believe, May. Um, That sounds right. Yep. And then he didn't play a whole lot between then and then when he got the start in Toronto um, and scored that goal, scored that go ahead goal um, that we ended up conceding the equalizer, but it was still a great goal. And then he scored the one. Um, against Toronto at home, and then scored last week against uh, Richmond. So he's uh, yeah. he's playing really go. well um, as a starter, and and I I think we'll continue to see him regardless of whether or not Jorge is fit um, to at least come off the bench. I hope he's fit to come off the bench. He would be a huge um, asset to have because you yeah. know we don't know how this game's going to play out. Um, we're we're going to kind of get to that later, but if we need an attacking sub. Uh, Jorge Herrera is a fantastic option with 12 goals on the year. And, you know, like we've said, he seems to kind of always pop up in the right place at the right time. So that's a great asset to have coming off the bench, um, you know. But anyways, I'll, I'll go through. We have several injuries to, to go through, so I'll just read off. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you for asking that question, Wade. Um, but uh, so right now, uh, Jan Ekra is day-to-day. Um, I don't know what the specific injury is, but, you know, he's been out a lot um, here recently. Casey Townsend, who we haven't uh, heard from in a while, it's because he's been injured, and he was working was on the that. side last week. So that means he's probably uh, still a week or so out. Uh, and then Caleb Calvert is also a couple weeks out. That's gonna that's, that's a little bit different um, situation because of the playoff rules. We'll kind of go – I guess we kind of – We'll kind of go through that in just a minute. And um, and then, of course, June Marcus Davidson, uh, he didn't have a timetable on him. So maybe maybe yeah. those will be updated later in the week. If they are, we will uh, surely tweet that out. Um, and I'm sure uh, you'll include that in your game preview uh, when it comes yep. time to do that. But, um, you know, that Caleb Calvert substitution was a little wacky. I know <laughs> um, I was sitting at dinner watching some college football, and Chris Davis said, we just subbed Caleb Calvert on. He stood there for a minute, and then we subbed him off. And I said, <laughs> "LOL, what?" I thought he was. I thought he was joking. I was like, "Did he?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "Well, I think he's injured." And I was like, "Well, then why would we sub him on?" And and you know, we thought it ha- there has to be some reason. It has probably has something to do with like playoff eligibility or something. And sure yeah, enough, yeah. that's what it is. It was. Yeah. Um, the USL rule for Loney's, uh, this was written about by Ashley Mahoney in, uh, her QCFC article after the game. It was, uh, he has to make five appearances for the independents and the first of, or one, at least one of them has to be prior to September 15th in order to, uh, be eligible for the playoff roster. So maybe they were just saying, um, with with a, with an ankle injury and, and you hate that he rolled his ankle. Apparently, it happened in training this week, yeah. which that's <laughs> got to be to Charlotte. Roll yeah, your ankle. <laughs> that's got to be just a huge blow to. I mean, everybody was so excited. You especially, Ben. Oh just my god! I was dancing so on the ceiling, and uh, and then he twists his ankle, and it's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, but but hopefully, you know, we don't have to be in a situation where we have to sub him in like that again. Hopefully that was a one-time thing because that would yeah. be, um, 
that would be less than ideal, especially with some of the tougher games we have coming up. Obviously, we want them, uh, you know, healthy to come in the game and play, but we don't. Al- we also yeah. don't want to have to be hamstrung by having one less usable substitution. You know. Yeah, but, um, it'd be very unfortunate if that were to be the case, because um, I I can't foresee that we'll have much or two or three gill uh, advantage going into the later parts of the game against these next couple opponents we play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, crazier things have happened, but. Um, it'd be nice to to have that ankle heal quickly. Yeah, well, we, I mean, to be fair, we do have some games coming up against teams um, that we can handle, hopefully. Maybe a team yeah. like Ottawa who, mm-hmm. you know, they did beat us, to be fair, but they fired their coach like the we next day. We play them at Ottawa again, though? Why don't we play them at home? We played them no, at we do, we do play, no, we played them at home. That's what I'm saying. After the Charleston Battery oh, game, oh, the next, the following wrong. weekend is uh, the yeah, you're right. Okay, is a home game, and then we play Tampa Bay Rowdies on the road. Um, so we've got let's see, one, two, three, four, five. We have six games remaining, and he, and Caleb Calvert has to play six in four games. of those. So, Whew. assuming he's going to miss at least one more, maybe two more, yeah, he'll he may have to play the last four straight. So we may it may be a situation where for that Ottawa home game we stick him on the bench, or maybe even the Charleston game, and we stick him on the bench and have him come in for the last one one or two minutes, yeah, and uh, something like that. It's it's a it's I understand why they have that rule, uh, probably to avoid um, situations where some of the MLS two sides just send some of their bigger. Uh, better caliber players who don't mm. spend any time with the, uh, with the reserves uh, down to kind of, I, I don't, I don't say cheat, but um, mm. I guess get an unfair advantage. Yeah. Um, Cheating the system is, is the way I would put yeah, it. Gaming the but, system. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just kind of wrap up the Richmond kickers game. We have um, our man of the match award. Uh, my man of the match was Lewis Hilton. Just again, just, he was a total boss in midfield. Uh, just defensively, he was solid. And then in the attack, he, everything ran through him. He was such a good facilitator. He was really running the show. Um, and it was great to see him step up in the absence of, of James, Drew Marcus Davidson. Um, so do you have a different man of the match or is yours going to be? I was honestly going to go with Lewis Hilton. You were going to go with Lewis? To go away from the obvious, but the one thing we didn't actually bring up, and I do want to bring up, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to change what I just said, for the sake of bringing up um, breaking news, not breaking news because this is like four days late. But um, <laughs> Enzo Martinez is now tied for the lead in the Golden Boot race. Yes, he is with uh, Dane and Kelly, and he's going to win it. I think I've got a good feeling yeah. about it. He he wants to, and he's got an opportunity to in that case too. So it's. It, it's going to be exciting, that's for sure. Um, and the other thing, too, um, which I guess we can kind of transition to next week, too, mm-hmm. is that Romario, we're not sure if he'll be playing um, this Saturday. He did, hasn't played in the last two weeks, I don't believe. Yeah. Um, I know he didn't play this this uh, past weekend against Louisville due to a friendly uh, with Jamaica. He was called up, of course, because he's great. Um, so cross our fingers... Yeah. That uh, Jamaica happens to have uh, friendlies the rest of the USL season. <laughs> I don't think season. they'll have a friendly oh. outside of the international break, but uh, I, you know, there is a situation maybe where 
He come, I, no, actually, I don't think so. I think he's going to be in the starting lineup. Um, this is a big game for them. Uh, this is a huge game yeah. for them because they have really yeah. fallen off here lately. We now are we're six points clear of them at this moment. Uh, this is mm-hmm. Charleston, our opponent yep. next Saturday. Um, as we kind of transition to previewing that match, um, this is a big game. They just lost to Louisville on the road, um, and that puts I believe we're still tied with Louisville, right? We are, yeah. We're, we on, are, we're, we're both on forty-seven points. Well, we're still mm-hmm, we're technically yep. behind because of the the wins. Uh, but yeah. at some point, that's go- if we're still tied on points, um, it, you know, if Louisville we'll still, ever we'll plays some midweek place. games, it'd be well, nice if uh, Louisville would finally play some <laughs> midweek games. They're not playing a midweek game this week, which I think is still crazy. They're going to play like don't they play a like ton of games? Uh, don't they play like seven times in the last three weeks? It's got to be something like that. It's it's something, it's like their schedule is super backloaded. I guess that's what happens when you share your uh, field with a baseball team. But we won't, (laughs) you know, we talked about that enough today with the the whole bomb dropping about uh, the NASL having their Division II sanction rescinded or not not renewed. Um, Yes. And we talked about how Louisville should have theirs rescinded just for that field but of course ours would also mm-hmm. be rescinded so we can't get too uh high and mighty. just the baseball <laughs> portion of the yeah if they the, just the rules if they just like even if they played on turf i would prefer them to play on turf than to play on that baseball field but whatever that's another segment for another podcast <laughs> yes so that it is. but i i fully expect to see romario williams in the squad and in the starting lineup against us he scored um way back against us in our very first game, which I cannot believe we have gone the entire season. Uh, we mm-hmm. played Charleston in the opener, and then yeah. we went like four months <laughs> and are going to play them again here twice in the last month of the season. Yeah, it's very uh, weird that month, it's, month it's spaced out that way. A week or something. So, I mean, it's like I, I wanted to go back and watch that game um, to kind of get an idea of – how the teams might match up but then i was like you know that that wouldn't be very useful because both of the teams are it it was so long ago it's just not it's it's so different um but i think a a couple things we can take away from that game is williams did score on us so i i imagine Mm -hmm. he will want to score on us again that was uh (laughs) his coming out party i guess um yeah and forrest lasso got that second goal off the set piece um and Forrest Lasso is a huge threat on set pieces. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how many goals he has now, but at one point I think he had four or five. Um, he's got a lot. He's got a I lot for a center back. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, they. It's like every single goal he scores comes off of either a corner kick or a free kick. Um, yeah. There. He has six. He has six he goals has six right goals. now. Six goals. I would bet. Yeah. Six. I bet all six of them came off came off set pieces, and yeah. he. He's a big guy, but clearly he uh, has yeah. great uh, – his heading accuracy is 99 in FIFA, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, four of those six are headed goals. So yeah. so very good header skills in that case. But yeah. it, that's somebody we're going to have to really mark up. You know, we talked about how maybe we weren't the best at defending set pieces um, throughout the season, but that for this game we're going to have to be really on it. I, I have a feeling – they're going to work on those extra hard in training. Um, yep. I know we talked about it. I I think it was after the Toronto 
It was either after Toronto or Ottawa. Uh, we had talked Probably about Ottawa. how they they needed to work on the set piece um, set piece defending and training because it seemed like there were too many guys getting free headers in the box. Um, yeah, I would definitely say that about the Ottawa goal, that first one they had. Yeah, it, it felt like that was a a spot to work on, which it looks like we worked on. So maybe it's perfect timing for uh, us to travel down to Charleston to. Uh, yeah, and. It's that you know they're struggling here lately. They're not. This isn't the team that we saw um, for the first, I guess, half of the season, maybe even first two thirds of the season. Um, mm-hmm. They ever since really the Gold Cup when they lost Romario Williams, they really have never been the same. Uh, they struggled without him, and then they've struggled since his return, um, integrating him back into the squad. And then they've missed. I think he missed a game because of visa issues up in canada i believe there's yeah. uh there's one time he didn't come or there was that like last week you said he was gone on international duty yeah. uh, but charleston has now lost uh two in a row mm-hmm. and it looks like they've now lost three out of their last five and they have one win in their last five and that was over that was a one nil win against uh rochester down the road mm. but um they they really haven't I mean, really, you get you can go back. They have one win in their last. Gosh, oh, wow. I can't even count. It looks like the last time they won before that was July first. That is accurate. Yeah, is that correct? Am I reading that correct? That's what I just saw too. Yeah, that's so they've very won two games since July first. So they, I mean, our teams could not be going in different directions. I know we kind of cooled off a little bit from our from our hot run, but. I think this is the perfect time to play them. Um, they're, I'm sure they're going to be hungry, mm-hmm. but so are we. Uh, we are trying yeah. to keep play, keep pace with Louisville, and if we can keep nipping at the heels of Louisville, and ho- we we just got to hope that they slip. Uh, I think yeah. technically, uh, we we don't control our own destiny as far as first place goes, but yeah. second place we do because of. Um, these two matchups with Charleston and the first one taking place Saturday night. Um, I really, really, really wanted to go to this game. Uh, yeah. I looked at this when the schedule first came out, I got really excited because uh, Charleston is uh, my fiance. Now oh, it's one of our favorite places to go. And so I was in uh, September 9th is also her birthday. So I said, mm. September 9th, we play Charleston. <laughs> We can go make a weekend of it and go to the Charleston match and then do whatever, do whatever she wants to do at Charleston. Well, I could never convince her to do it. So we just ended <laughs> up going to Charleston last weekend. And, uh, or, you know, it is what it is. It's great. Uh, I look forward to watching it from home um, and being, being jealous of all of you people who get to go. Yes. So, uh, Definitely yeah. have to sneak in some blue smoke so we can let the blue oh, smoke fly. Oh, that would be fly. great. Let the blue yes. smoke fly. That's right. I didn't. Yes. I don't believe I saw the blue smoke there, um, on the on the broadcast either. So, um, I think we're saving it for Charleston. We're maybe saving so. it for an away game. Maybe yeah. it, or maybe it's just uh, the person who brings the blue smoke just didn't wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, yeah. That's Might probably in the more car. Likely, maybe yeah. it could have been what it was. Maybe they didn't let it go on the trolley uh, from downtown Matthews. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> that's know. right. So let's. Uh, Let's go through and pick like our preferred starting eleven for this game. Um, oh, good one, good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll go first. Um, I'll yeah. say I would like to see 
Now, this is going to be assuming that Jorge Herrera is at least fit enough to come off the bench. So okay. I'm going to go with um, Rossin Hilton in the midfield. I'm just going to start in the midfield. I don't know why. Rossin <laughs> Hilton in the midfield um, and then put Estrada on the left, Joel Johnson on the right, and then the back line. I'm, I'm essentially going to start – uh, no, not essentially. I am going to start the same lineup that started <laughs> last weekend, I guess. Now that yeah. I think of it. Um, just with, instead of, um, with just with Herrera being an option off the bench. Um, yeah. I think that lineup looked really cohesive, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think we you know we really probably don't have any other options at this point. Um, I guess <laughs> you could shuffle... Um, Spees, you could put Spees on the right or the left um, and put Johnson to the bench or put Castillo to the bench. Uh, but I thought uh, Castillo played really well, and I thought Johnson looked mm-hmm. – um, Johnson gives us that pace down the down the wing. And that – if we can stretch the, – the problem is going to be that I think Charleston is going to let us have a lot of the ball, similar to that first yeah. matchup. You know, that's just the way they like to play. They mm-hmm. like to uh, sit back and counter even at home. So I think we're going to see a lot of the ball um, and we're going to have to be, we're going to have to break them down with, with short passing and uh, quick movement, quick decision-making. Uh, obviously in, you know, in a perfect world, we have um, maybe a more attack minded right-sided player, but I think, based on the injuries and based on uh, the way he looked. And I know it was Richmond, but Richmond just beat Charleston three to one. So very true. Johnson looked really strong on that right side. Um, Even as a more, he's not even really, I wouldn't even really say he's more of a defensive minded player. He is a defender, but he's also very attack minded um, even when he's playing right back. So I think, I think it's a good option to have, um, you know, speed is, one of the hardest things to uh, defend against, as we saw in uh, Honduras tonight for the United States national team, uh, they really struggled defending the speed on the wings that Honduras had. So Joel Johnson's got that kind of speed. Um, and so Austin Yearwood as well going down the left side at, at left back. So I, I just think it's going to be um, a good chance to put out some co- – uh, to keep the cohesion of this – past week uh their confidence is high um, their their performance was great especially ross and hilton if they can put together a performance like they did uh i think i think we'll win by two or three goals if they perform mm, that same wow. way i don't i'm not predicting that but <laughs> necessarily but if they put together that kind of performance if they control the midfield like they did um yeah. then, then charleston's going to be in trouble but uh, mm-hmm. what what's your preferred starting eleven? Um, and we're considering that or assuming that Herrera and Davidson will not be playing, right? Um, or not yeah, starting? Well, no, yeah, not starting because okay. you know, having no timetable for that makes me think it could be one of two things. It could be he was just it was just kind of a tweak, and he could be back, yeah. Or it could be he'll be out long term. Gotcha. Um, so I don't really know. I didn't ask for clarification. I figured I would wait for. Uh, an update on Thursday. 
So well, I would hopefully ass- Thursday is right around the corner. That's true. Um, By the time this comes out, Thursday will probably be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, I would say I'll probably go with the same starting 11. Um, but Boring. I know. Like, I, I, I want to <laughs> say that there's other things we could do. Um, but assuming and, and the, the injuries kind of Alex's suspension is really, yeah, it kind of um, puts me in a hole there. Yeah, exactly. Um, honestly, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Burner get some more, or not Burner, not Burner. Bender. No, 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 no. We Bender. Did this, I did this a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yes, we will not. Uh, we keep speak slandering the name of Jacob Bender. Bender. I feel bad. <laughs> we love you, Bender. We really do. You've, you've been very good. And he he was very good in like the minute that he played um, the other day. In fact. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with the same starting 11. I feel good about that. Um, I, f- I think, honestly, with our speed on the wing and as cohesive as we've played, I think we stand a really good chance of beating Charleston. Um, I, I don't think it'll be easy by any means because yeah. Charleston's got a lot to play for. Uh, I mean, if you look at the standings right now, um, Rochester is now tied with them. Uh, oh, wow, they're tied now? Yeah, wow. they're actually tied 41-41. Uh, the Rowdies are in fifth now with 38 points. Um, and wow, yeah, I didn't realize it. the Rowdy, the Rochester's still uh, have, still have games in hand. They've still got two games in hand on Charleston. Wow, so they that's right. Rochester's got an opportunity to jump to jump them in the standings, uh, depending on some other outcomes, of course. Um, with Romario coming back, I think the last two games if not a couple games have been all the way for Charleston. So they're coming back home. They've lost a couple games and, and they've got Like I said, they've got a lot of play for. Yeah. The, their last home game was their last home New game York was Red against Bull. New York Red Bulls. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how that all works, especially with Romario being back. We're assuming, or at least having some play time at that point. Um, yeah, we're going to get the best Charleston team. We're going to get at that point, regardless of where they may be and, Form wise, and that kind of thing. Um, but I think the counterattack is going to be really important for us with our speed. It, and it's going to be really important to get shots off in the box at that point, too. It'll be interesting to see if they start uh, Tembakis or Cooper, Cooper. in goal. Mm-hmm. Both of them are really good goalkeepers. So it's going yeah. to be, there should be a lot of really good uh, save of the week opportunities uh, with Mizell, of course, in goal as well. But yeah. I think we'll handle our own. Um, if I had to make a prediction now. Um, yep, we're going to make predictions. Yeah, let's go with Let's go with 2-1. Yeah, I'm saying 2-1. we're going to win 2-1. All right. Yeah, 2-1. So, we're going to get the win. Um, I'm going I feel good to, about that. I'm going to say a caveat before my prediction. Okay. Um, all season long, I think I've been dreading this matchup. Uh, mm until probably three hours ago (laughs) (laughs) and and i don't know if it's just um maybe just seeing the performance that they put in against richmond or if it's just seeing how much charleston's struggling i am just really confident that we can go out and we can get a win yeah but I'm predicting a one-one draw. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna predict something. I'm gonna predict conservatively because um, I just think Charleston plays a style that we struggle against. I think it's true that we we are because of the way we play. We like to push our 
our fullbacks up, we we kind of leave ourselves open to the counterattack, uh, just b- based on our strategy and, and our and, the, and our tactics. So and that kind of plays right into their hands. So I can see this being a game that is very similar to the opener, but with maybe just a couple of goals scored, maybe a bit more, um, a bit sharper, both sides, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being in late season form, playoff push. Uh, but I, you know, we've got a lot of players out. Um, you know, I, I have, I have faith that we can win. I just mm. think Charleston is going to be really scrapping. Uh, they're yeah. going to because because at this point they are they're in a bad position. Uh, they're really in danger of missing out on hosting a playoff game at this point. They really are, and and I think they're go with their backs up against the wall. I think they're going to uh, figure out a way, whether it be a late equalizer or an early goal or something. I just feel like it's going to be really tough to go down there on the road, um, a, a really important match. Uh, I hate I hate to use the term rivalry match. It's not really a rivalry match in, in a sense. I guess it's you know it's the Southern Derby, but yeah. When I think about our, the teams that I hate, Charleston isn't even close to the top three. So, uh, yeah. but you know, it, it's a rivalry on paper, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still it's still a big game and it has playoff implications. And with that in mind, I just think uh, I think Charleston will set up in a way that it, they're going to be really hard to break down. Um, and without Calvert's um, ability to get in the game, you know, Jaime has the size to get on the end of headers, but we really haven't seen him do that. Um, he yeah, really true. seems a lot more comfortable with the ball at his feet um, and kind of may, he's, not, uh, he's not an out-and-out striker. He's more of a um, playmaking number nine, I guess you could say. So he's he's both scoring goals and kind of drifting. You know, he's kind of a tweener, similar to how Enzo and Jorge have played this year. He's he's very similar in that he likes to get on the ball. He can create for others, but he can also uh, finish as well. So mm-hmm. I, I I think. With that in mind, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be exciting. Like you said, oh, yeah. I think there's probably going to be some some really great saves. There's going to be um, probably an Enzo Martinez show at some point, um, whether he's scoring a goal or just making a defender look silly. You know, there's going to be um, probably some fouls. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I I'm really looking forward to it, but I, I see it ending in a one-one draw. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope. I hope you're right. That would be that would be a yeah. wonderful to go nine points clear of Charleston, and it would really um, it would really be a huge boost for us, especially considering uh, the road ahead. We've got another mm-hmm. match against Charleston, another match against Louisville, and then away matches against Tampa Bay, and uh, who was our last? I'm missing Tampa again. Bay, Cincinnati. Ooh. We play Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati, what we yeah. play for the Queen City Cup. Yep. We won't, you know, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but we we've got a tough schedule down the stretch, um, in some senses, and so it would be great to get a huge result. Um, I just think I would be super happy with a point as well. So, yeah. 
And I just thought, too, if Charleston loses and the Rowdies and Rochester win, now the Rowdies would have to win by three goals, if I'm not mistaken, and they would jump them depending on the outcome of our game. But there's a, there's a chance that the battery could drop to fifth if they lose this game. Yeah. Um, considering that's why a, a Rowdies win entry. So, yeah, that's why I there, think there's a lot to... to play for in this game, too. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And then OCB is 36 points, so they're um, they're knocking on the door to somehow uh, potential. I mean, it's an it's an outside chance, but there's a potential they could look to host a playoff game too, which would be very interesting. Uh, the, yeah, the, I don't know the that they're going to have. I don't know that Orlando's going to have enough wins uh, down the stretch. Yeah. They're still because they're 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 if they end up in a tiebreaker with somebody, they're gonna. You know they're gonna fall because they've only got eight wins. Um, Ooh, which they've got is a really me- easy schedule going down them. Well, I don't know about easy necessarily, but they have St. Louis, Richmond. Uh, they play Richmond actually twice, um, but then it kind of gets a little tougher. So I feel they like got we're some opportunities. The, uh, yeah. Eastern Conference Confidential here for a second. <laughs> we we start to tail off into the Eastern Conference Confidential, yeah. which is a great podcast, by the way. Maybe we need to have like an episode where we talk about all the playoff situations though. Yes. Uh, But maybe not after a vacation. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I was, I was thinking we were going to have trouble filling uh, the 45 minutes, but we've already gone over. So we don't, we've done a great job. So you're welcome, everybody. Yes. It's just going to be a day late. (laughs) So anyways, um, I think I can feel safe kind of wrapping this up. Um, Yeah. You know, if it weren't a holiday, we probably could have, uh, reached out to our buddy Aaron Moyer and had him on the pod. Uh, maybe we can mm-hmm. do that for the next, uh, the last game of the season. That would be kind of a a good uh, get some some extra good Charleston insight. Yes, because uh, you know we can only we don't live, uh, eat and breathe Charleston Battery soccer like he does. Uh, mm-hmm. and since we live, eat and breathe Charlotte Independent soccer, that's how this works. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And again, we apologize for the delay. Uh, and uh, I hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend. And yes. I really hope that any of you guys traveling down um, have a great time. I've heard great stories about uh, Charleston away trips. Uh, Charleston's a great city. If you need uh, restaurant uh, tips, I've got several. So <laughs> hit me up on Twitter at Alex underscore Warren 55 or uh, Talking Jack's or at Talkin' Jacks on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then uh, Gmail, our our email address, which nobody ever uses, but I'm going to say it anyways, is talkinjacks at gmail.com. So, there we go. Uh, I think that kind of wraps it up for this week. So as always, thank you to Soccer and Sweet Tea for having us on your network and uh, letting us write for the site. Uh, we I know we all really enjoy doing that. Um, and it's really been great to kind of build this uh, – this base of Charlotte Independence, um, you know, opinions and uh, an analysis. Uh, hopefully, as the season kind of winds down, we'll get to do more cool stuff with that. And uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. And come on, you Jacks. Yeah. <laughs>